recording soon. Nah, nah, it's going to be good. Okay, hello and welcome everyone to got five in a row for the new Monday Night Magic, and it's been fun. I like podcasting again. So thank you everybody for joining us for another episode, probably about Magic the Gathering. You never know. Things might go off the rails. But joining you is me, myself, Tom. I am your host. And joining me, who's become, I'm going to call you the co-host now at this point, Brent. Have you say hello. Hi. <clears throat> hello, everybody. It's Brent again. Just the uh, semi, semi-regular guest to Tom's greatness. I, I think you. I think you've been on every one now, so I'm going to call you the co-host at this point. Oh. Um, yeah, it seems like we're all cool. We're, we're recording and up, and we also have uh, Vincent, who joined us last week, who's going to be here to basically correct our copious magic mistakes about magic mechanics, lore, cards, everything, magic. basic basic aspects of the game uh, at this point. Um, yeah, yeah, we we've had a long discussion, but we're even starting recording here, but. And, we'll, and today, I mean, we're going to talk about some of the recent news announcements, including basically everybody just is dumping on Arena, which is kind of fun to watch in a little ways. <laughs> but also kind of sad because it seems like the writing on the wall is they, the economy, they seem to be happy with it. So apparently they're making it up money. Uh, we from our side are not, but we'll get into that. Uh, Brent and I, I think are going to share some stories about our, our brushes with kind of old Power 9 cards and when we bought them, when we sold them. How you can never predict the future. Uh, it's one of those things like, it's like, why well, boy should have bought more magic cards back then. It's like, think of the other games we played that are now worth outside of Pokemon. And I guess a handful of Yu-Gi-Oh, some Yu-Gi-Oh stuff. I mean, in general, most of the CCGs are now worth nothing. So you, you get lucky is what, <laughs> what it ends up being. Uh, but Brent, what do, you, do, we, do we jump into the news? Do we get the, the bummer part all the way before we talk about I guess more bummers about how we should have kept our magic cards. I, I think we get the arena news out of the way. Uh, the arena, it, uh, they could associate a noise with it. That would be great. But uh, yeah, I'd say we get uh, the arena no- news. Uh, yeah. I, I, have you uh, say MTG arena announcement? Okay. MTG arena announcement. There you go. That was the internet's collective response to every moment of, I'll say pretty much every single second of that stream. <laughs> oh, oh, the other guy's talking. <laughs> oh, oops, I pressed the... <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oops, sorry, I hit the uh, in- I hit the unlimited sign, which means loop for the digital parlance. I was just trying to play it twice, oh. but... Oh, we we were we were going full oh, C diff, yes. C diff set to eleven, C diff MTG Arena. Oh my goodness, that was wonderful. Yeah, so uh, Arena MTG Arena had some announcements uh, recently. Uh, they went over like a lead balloon. It seems overall the general opinion. Um, yeah, with well, yeah, I don't want so yeah. so. Yeah, so I mean, basically, this is, I mean, it sounds like, I guess it had been rumored for a while that they were going to be doing kind of dedicating one of their weekly uh, official, you know, twitch.tv, you know, magic streams to talking about the the sensitive topic of the economy and MTG Arena. Because I think, I feel like it's been a well-spoken point for a long time that I, I always, I use predatory is used a lot for kind of these, uh, kind of free-to-play online games, but just that it it is not very consumer-friendly uh, for how that you have to buy packs, you can't get specific cards, 
and I'll let you talk a little bit too, Bob Ram, but that right now there's really no good way to maybe make use of old cards that may be rendered less useful by other things that they've been doing. Yeah, yes. And it uh, it doesn't seem to look that great for the arena economy with uh, how they're currently setting up. But but what was the announcement? What were some uh, points from the announcement? I'll, I'll let you go first. Yeah, well, it was, it was long. It was a full hour. Um, it was uh, what uh, Blake Rasmussen and Chris Curitz, um, who was, I guess I didn't recognize that, didn't recognize the name, but is the executive producer for Digital Magic, which I guess now that they've, in a lot of ways, spun out MTG. Oh, Digital Magic is MTG Arena uh, in their respect. Um, so, uh, and I'm uh, I'm going to crib heavily on MTG Arena Zone. Had a very nice. Let me see who wrote the uh, summary. Um, just so I can give them credit. Paul. Apparently, it's just Paul. Paul. Wow, this is okay. First, I thought it said at Paul. I was like on Twitter. I'm like, that's a great name, but no, it's on Discord. Um, but Paul had a very nice just summary of everything that was mentioned during the stream. Cause I did not watch it when it happened and I've watched kind of bits and pieces. And there is also an official uh, companion piece that came out on the wizard site about the economy. So if you did want to watch the stream, you can go back there and it has a, a kind of summary of their points too. Um, but I like Paul just cause it was you know, more of a critical view of what was going on there. So I think one of the big points that seems to really, I guess, feel like they're kind of out of touch with the player base on this is they feel that people love opening packs on <laughs> MTG Arena. That seemed like that came up like a few times, like, oh, that's fun. And then I've seen a number of people on Twitter do polls where people in general dislike opening the packs on MTG Arena. I guess for me, I not that I buy many packs, I guess doesn't really bother me either way. Uh, but it seemed really weird that that seemed to be a real sticking point for why they didn't want to do, we'll get into it, but like dusting or other ways of generating value from, I guess, cards you already own or activities that you are doing in the client. Um, they're like, well, people like opening packs. And it seems like that answer is really no uh, in general. Yeah. And it seems to go a little against some of the decisions that they made. If people, they say people enjoying pa opening packs, maybe the public doesn't. But then the the alternatives that they offer are not really opening up packs. So <laughs> I pass packs. It's like I, what I'm like. It's it, again. I agree. It was very. It was like this doesn't. I feel like what you're saying now go kind of contradicts what you just said 30 minutes ago uh, with this. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So yeah. So there they 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 liked uh, one of the things that they was it reducing regret. I believe was one of the terms that they use, why they didn't, why they had said they, they are not going to do a dusting system. And just in case if people are listening, I have not, I played a little bit of Hearthstone, but they kind of coined the term that if you had, I guess, duplicates or extras of cards or cards you in some ways did not want or feel like you needed anymore, you could basically trade them into the client by turning them into sort of this universal, I guess, unpaid currency mm -hmm. called dust. And then by spending a certain amount of your Dust moats, whatever you call it. I don't know what you call it. Singular units of dust. <laughs> grains, grains. Grains of dust. I don't know. Uh, you could then turn those, you know, basically craft specific cards that you would like. So, you know, that does, in some ways, you're creating wild cards in the MTG arena parlance. Um, I guess the big difference there is there said, well, people don't like getting rid of cards. You know, that's a, that's a regretful thing. Um, I guess, to me, naively, 
Yes. I guess I, I mean, I played Iron Man Magic. I have literally destroyed Magic cards during a game just for fun. Um, but nothing more fun than playing him to Turak and somebody there. <laughs> like, stuff that. I, uh, <laughs> or if you're really bad, you play Mind Twist. Like, I'm going to shred my own Mind Twist, but you're going to shred a lot of your cards. For for the uninitiated, what what is Iron Man Magic, Tom? It may, I don't know. Maybe it has different meanings in different communities, but in the in the Midwest, this would have been early 90s, probably. It was fairly popular to have what they called Iron Man Magic tournaments. <laughs> uh, okay, this is this is, we still had terms like Barry. There are still interrupts. So we're going back to those days. Um, so at least the, the form that was popular where I was was basically you played it like the original rule book. So you play you could play 40 card decks, mm-hmm. which was in the original rule book. Uh, you played for Anti, so Anti was part of this. Um, and if a card were to, I would say now, if it were to leave the battlefield, go into the graveyard, or maybe being exiled, you know, different ways, that card was physically destroyed. Like you ripped it up at the table. Yep. Um, so it was a very interesting uh, way of uh, methods of deck design because, and also too, is depending on how hardcore the Iron Man Magic people were, is if you were playing a tournament, you didn't get new cards. Like you played with the deck that survived the previous round. So there was also kind of an interesting meta about how to design your deck to both win, but also to hopefully preserve as much of your deck in the process so that you could hopefully make it to the end with a usable deck uh, there. Oh, I did not know about uh, the so tournament. The, <laughs> yeah, the final tournament, final round service has to be really interesting. Like, I have a couple of creatures left and maybe they have none. And it's like, but they have one lightning bolt, which is going to... So a few of us I found I thought was a fairly optimal build for these uh, tournaments was playing mono black, basically discard because usually you are going to come out ahead where your one card was going to get rid of multiple cards for them. Um, maybe you're just getting lands. It doesn't matter because eventually their deck is unusable because they've lost enough cards from it. Um, and it also highlighted what I feel is still the most powerful card ever printed in magic is now you can't use it anywhere is contract from below without a doubt the best magic card ever printed do you know contract from below brett uh it's an it's an anti-card correct it's the one that's got the lawyers oh, in there absolutely and I got let it. me it has a great though contract from below yep. let me read oh, the yeah. full text so i'm not doing it from memory so contract from below one black it's a sorcery uh last did it make, did it make it into fourth edition i think it did actually um so I think I'm looking at a fourth edition one on Scryfall right now. Uh, so yeah, one black sorcery. I'm reading the, I guess the official, uh, like it's a rata now to it. It is not legal in anything. It is banned in Legacy Vintage and Commander because it's a one black sorcery. It says remove contract from below from your deck if you're before playing, if you're not playing for Annie. I remember magic. I certainly am. One black, discard your hand. You ante the top card of your library and then you draw seven cards. Yeah. So one black, obviously in Iron Man Magic, you want to usually play it when you have no other cards in your hand because those that are getting destroyed. But still, one black for seven cards, usually you're going to come out ahead in that deal. I don't care what you ante because if you win, you're going to get it back. <laughs> Who would have thought that'd be banned in Legacy and Vintage? <laughs> but man, that was you know some him to one final because uh, I mean before Fallen Empires, you had to play like you know Mind Twist and stuff like that, which Mind Twist actually was not a very popular card for quite a while and I guess more casual magic but a real powerhouse but you had to be careful with using your dark rituals because again 
used it, it's going to get shredded. Yep. So it was. I, I found it to be a fun format. How did how did we get? I've, I know it was linked into Arena. I forgot. How, oh, dusting, dusting. We were there you go. About dusting. There you go. Oh, dusting. There's oh Vincent. my god. V- Vincent was so <laughs> angered by this that he's like, I have to talk. He's like, nope, nope. The the, the shenanigans. If oh. the thing's gonna make me plug in my mic. I might as well talk if I can. Yes, yes. <laughs> so yeah, no, so we're we're just we are talking for fun. Dusting isn't gonna happen, correct? They're they're pretty much I that's mean, that's like already kind of happens because the vault is dusting of your extra cards, but they're not gonna make you dust anything above four of a card. But yeah, yeah, okay. I guess because that's like I can't take my Luminar Conspirants and be like, I'm not playing Alchemy. I've I don't want to use these, you know. For that anymore, let's say I'm I'm done playing mono white. I like it too much. I gotta get rid of it. I can't get rid of those cards. They're still there, right? They're mm-hmm. they're sitting there as a bunch of zeros and one. I can't get rid of them and change them in for other cards. Yeah, and they and they seem to be. It seemed to be pretty clear that I think their phrases were like, "It is not in the cards or not in the plan." Yeah. That dusting is not on their roadmap as an option. Yeah, for yeah. this. Yeah, and then uh, they made uh, mythic booster packs. That's going to be a, a thing coming out. Uh, yeah, a r- 1,300 gold as opposed to 1,000 gold. And there, instead of a rare, you are guaranteed to get not a specific mythic, but a mythic rare. A, myth- a myth- mythic rarity card. Is the or mythic wild card. <laughs> okay, that's why I've, that's what my question. Yeah, so it's not going to be gems, right? It's either going to be a mythic rare or the mythic wild card. It's not going to be mythic like... Mythic or rare hmm. wild card, actually. Oh. Oh, is it? Could it be? It's not a mythic rare wild card. It could be a rare wild. I mean, a rare wild this? card is still very, very valuable. So it's not that bad. Uh, that's one of the problems with the whole opening boosters thing is that the most exciting thing to open in an arena booster is a is a wild card. Yep. Hooray, I got on- this blank thing. <laughs> well, that's what he said. That's gonna be the new secret layer. This is gonna be some blank wild cards that are papers that I have to like somehow type into my MTG arena. <laughs> but they're foil ones. Can you get they should make foil wild cards that are like worth like two wild cards. Oh. Uh, let's if we're gonna go down the stupid rabbit hole of wild cards and MG Rand, let's just go pog wild. They'll completely. I mean, they don't really have foils yet at in arena. They just have the styles. But yeah. You don't get those in packs uh, yet. I guess you have the frames. Yeah. Or... <laughs> oh god, I, that's I a, like how Vincent said that they don't hole. have that yet. You know, they're sitting there salivating, rubbing their hands together. Mm-hmm. Like this sounds like that'd be a great idea. We could make yeah. foil packs for 2,600 gold. Uh, so there's the Mythic Booster Pack. The other uh, announcement regarding packs, right, was the wildcard bundles. I think this was the one that made the biggest uh, splash, as in a turd dropped in a toilet, not something good. And for a whopping $49.99 US, because I know I'm sure we have an international audience. It's <laughs> also late on the draw. Oh, I hit I keep hitting the, the unlimited time. I really apologize. There you go. Sorry. You get uh, 12 rare wild cards and four mythics for the bargain price of $49.99 US. So uh, if, if you want to do a comparison of similar. You, you posted that. Yes. You posted the. Uh, here he is. The, the, Pam and Jim. Yes. Yeah. And, and to remember who originally did the math for uh, that. It's got to be Frank Karsten. I thought yeah, it was Frank Karsten. Okay. Frank Karsten. But so. The wild card bundle for $49.99, you're getting four mythics and 12 rare wild cards. Or for a $50 gem bundle, you could be getting wild cards, two mythic wild cards, nine rare wild cards, 16 uncommon wild cards, nine common wild cards, 
in addition to 42 rares, 83 uncommons, and 221 commons. So uh, the, the meme was, if you took it to Wizards of the Coast, what's the difference between these two pictures? Wizards of the Coast says, they're the same <laughs> the bundle. Same <laughs> they're nothing alike. That's pretty good. And yeah, I, I just... I guess if you really, really, absolutely just want those wild cards and to only have those four mythics and rares of your, or four mythics and 12 rares of your choice, wh- why would you not just get the gem? You're, you're going to get more overall. And I, so I guess it's if you really have to absolutely have those specific cards, it, that would be the only reason. Even then, it still seems like it's a bad value. Like, why would you not need the other, like, having more cards, right? They're not physical cards. I don't have to worry about having a card box on a shelf. You know, you, there's, it's all digital. They're sorted. Yes, they're sorted they're, for they're me. They're sorted everything. So I just, I, unless you're that set on having those four mythic, where four mythic wild cards and 12 rare wild cards. I just don't, I don't know. And the rares, That's you're going to get rares in your bundle. You're going to get rares opening the packs. I, I, yeah, it's weird. Like, apparently, like, there were some niche cases, like, if you really are a whale and are buying a bunch of stuff, that the 50 buck pack would work. Except that most of those cases were done by the Mythic Packs, which aren't that bad, relatively speaking. Yeah, it's... Being just, I guess, like a 30% markup to yeah. guarantee a Mythic. Like, if there was a pack like that in actual paper, I don't think that would be that vilified or anything except for the fact that it's then another skew but that's beside the point uh, so yeah it seemed like it it feels like it was a pretty i don't know if they misread the room or they knew it was gonna, it was gonna go over like a white part um single one there <laughs> good job <laughs> everything's back to normal down there don't worry also, about one it one of the interesting things i li- while listening to the actual q a which isn't covered in that article they talked about like possibility of like trading up like common like uncommon wild cards for rares and such. And their philosophy was pretty interesting. Basically, they want people to have infinite commons and uncommons. So now the whole system is designed around that. So it's not practical for them to let you trade up without redesigning the whole system. I'm not oh. sure if it's a good idea, but it's an interesting idea. Yeah, they're they're. <sighs> I, I must say, looking at the picture from that article that you sent, Tom, Chris Kiritz has a striking resemblance to Rick Harrison from Pawn Stars. So I'm wondering if that's why this is such poor value. He's like, the best I can do is four mythics and 12 rare wild cards. Except just look at him in the picture. He does kind of look like the Pawn Stars guy. It does a little so, bit, right, yes. I mean. Right, the public came and they're like, we would, we would like the economy to be looked at we would like this value. And he's like, best I can do is $50 us four mythic 12 rare wild cards. And we just have to either take it or walk away. <laughs> and we mentioned before recording, I guess for me, the one possibly positive light is that they did address kind of how, you know, like deck testing in MGG ranks right now, there's really no way of doing it outside of blowing all your wild cards on a deck that you may not then like uh, with this or end up playing. Um, Obviously, very no specific answers, uh, but there was some mention about maybe having some way of deck testing, which to me would assume some sort of unlimited access to a given card pool um, to play it like in, say, like uncued or sorry, uh, unranked matches. Or so I was kind of curious for Brent, for both you and Vincent, is I guess what would you want to see? What do you think would actually happen? Like, 
how could they do, how could they allow playtesting actually in the MTG arena? You're probably either going to only get to do it against friends or against the AI Sparky. I'm totally cool. I, I, like I said, I really feel that they should have kept Sparky as an option for getting like the, your daily rewards. Cause I liked playing Sparky cause you just kicked the shit yep. out of them and it was kind of fun. Yep. I, I admit I was, I did, That's why I said the onboarding for arena actually was, I found to be highly enjoyable. Yeah. Like yeah. you're, cause you're, I mean, they do it for a reason, but you're just like packs and decks and stuff is just showering on you and you're just whipping Sparky left and right. And sometimes I just want to play a game of magic and, and win. Yeah, the and problem that's pretty much a guarantee against Sparky. If you're doing all that on Sparky, it means you're not dinnering the queue and then the queue health isn't as good. Like that's the main reason the daily and weeklies exist is so people play in the queues. Uh, I think the daily. Vince, I'm a staunch Republican. I only care about myself, so I I want to play Sparky. <laughs> it is fun beating up Sparky. You if you're just, a staunch I mean, Republican. That means you can buy that fifty wild fifty car, dollar wild card bundle. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, anyways, I think I a positive thing from the arena announcement is finally or soon we'll be able to select your favorite basic land. Something so, so... Is that something you couldn't do? No, you can't do I that. I guess I honestly didn't you realize honestly that. honestly can't do that, which that to me highlights how messed up things are, where it's like, that's like, wait, can you, look at this. I can select my favorite basic land and have it carry out through all my decks, which is nice, because I, I don't change them when I play. I'm like, nope, I just, blah, there it is. Just puke it on the screen and you're done with it. Don't. This way you can select a favorite basic land and have it carry over for all of your decks. It, it seems like something so small and insignificant i honestly feel like the player base would be like this is something nice this is something we're looking for continue <laughs> this we're not looking for the 50 dollar mythic and rare wildcard bundle we're looking for these uh what quality improvements is that what they call it i'm sure it's quality of life i guess yeah. yeah just like what you would normally do like yeah i want all ugly white ba- white bordered basic lands you know let me do there that. you go bam and you can do that and I feel I you know didn't fully address, but you kind of mentioned for you, Brent, big concerns of why you really disliked alchemy is that hey, my cards you know just are you know I bought a I bought a can of you know crystal tab, and now I'm getting you know crystal pass. Yeah, I don't want crystal pass. I want a crystal tab. Yeah. I want a clear tab. Yeah. Um, is that they did say coming rel- air quotes relatively soon is sort of a I guess an eternal table. They called it a tabletop format, which was. I guess cards that only exist in paper, so none of the digital only alchemy cards. And then also, I, I read that I don't think they said it specifically, but I read that you'd be playing the even cards that have been alchemied as the original printings of those. Yeah. Does that feel any better, or is it still you're like is that just doesn't do much for you if you're not necessarily interested in playing what amounts to like vintage? I guess well, on MTGA. Doesn't uh, this week's format the midweek magic isn't it pretty much a pioneer light isn't that what it looks like vincent that's exactly what it is except not not called that it's like everything that was true starting with return to ravnica except that since those sets aren't on the set proper you have a mishmash of different things so i'm not sure if there's a ban list for it or not i never did check that i thought there was i mean i assume there would be at least of the stuff that's currently banned in pioneer but i'm not sure um, I think it would be a good idea to have a non-rotating format uh, that you could play cards that would not be digital versions. They would be the paper, the quote-unquote real versions of them. 
I think that would be nice. And it seems like that'd be a way to get people to, to, to cross over, to try and do both. Some, some people do online magic and they still try and do paper magic. And this is a way that you can, you can bridge them. There will be an upfront call. I think that'll be the biggest barrier, right? It's going to be a big, it's, it's going to cost a fair amount of gems, gold, wild cards, whatever to, to build a deck proper. If you haven't been playing in MTG arena, if they start a new non-rotating format like that, I could see that as being a, a hurdle, a fairly decent hurdle to have to overcome. But I think it would be a, a step in the right direction because once again, you've you got that wild card, you've unlocked that card, whatever you did, it's yours. Now you can play it in this format. You don't have to worry about digital only, kind of gunking things up. It is, and yeah, and I I know when we uh, kind of chat in Discord. Uh, I bet you can maybe explain a little bit more about kind of what the fire design, I guess, ethos is for magic, where I guess a lot of us too are get scared. It's like, well, in some ways it maybe doesn't matter as much if I can play these old cards there because what's going to come on my next set is probably going to be better. <laughs> as, we, as we see with some of these cards are pretty, you know, think back to like, think of like Spirit Monger. When Spirit oh. Monger first came out, everybody's just like, this card is ridiculously busted. Um, that it's not seeing play anymore probably anywhere that I could even think of in any eternal format. Yeah. Fire is one of the things that's been most annoying about the new magic design. Like, do you want the actual, what they say the reason for it is, or or my cynical take? I I want the Vincent take. Yeah. We want salty. I want salty Vincent. So So cynical. Modern and commander are, are the formats that people play most now. So we need to rotate them and we rotate them with power creep. That's what fire is. See, I like that. Sweet, simple, to the point. Fire stands for something, right? Doesn't it like, like fun, first innovate and then interesting, replayable, and something? Repent later. I don't know what you would call it. Fun, inviting, fun, inviting, replayable, and exciting. Thank you. It's fun initially, repent eventually. That is what. I don't think they'd repent. I, I you're wrong there because I don't. Think, <laughs> I'm pretty sure Hasbro will never admit, or Wizards. I know Hasbro will never be like, oh, "Mia Culpa, our bad. We shouldn't have gone down in this direction." They'll just cut it off. We got bought by. We got bought by a hedge fund. Yep, we, got, we didn't think this. We through. got bought by a hedge fund. Why? I don't know. Understand why we're getting clubbed. Well, who would have thought? Crap. Crap. <laughs> uh. So, um, where is it? Yeah, that's. Uh, I think that's Vincent's take on it. I. Uh, I'll be cynical with it. I, I agree. I love magic. I play magic. I like magic. But that honestly seems right. If those are the formats that are that are are going to make that are uh, popular, they're going to make money. Why would wizards not try and just choke as squeeze every penny that they can out of them? And yeah, so what they do, power creep, right? So you have to buy new cards. So otherwise, if you have this deck and it's all older cards, why would you reserve list aside? That's a separate thing. Why would you have to buy any, right? Why would you buy any other cards? You've got it. Your deck's done. Ta-da! Yeah, like, I think back, like, way back on the Mothership, when they were doing, like, a what-if week, and they had, like, all these interesting things, like, what if it, that's where space, the convergence comes from, and Maro did a preview article for Arabian Nights. Aaron's was pretty boring, and just did... <laughs> One like, what if Magic only had one format? And he was like, "Oh, it's going to be eighty cards, and we restrict everything that's not in standard." And it was all stupid, but it's starting to get to that point. Like, this is kind of like the opposite. 
you get that, you get power creep. Yeah, I don't know if there's an easy way for me to find that article. No, but yeah, no, it's it's a good point. But I I think the arena having a, a non rotating format like that, Pioneer, whatever they want to call it, uh, Pioneer Life, their makeup, it it would be nice to have that. And I think it could be a bridge that could get uh, players who do or are trying to do both to get in there. Maybe there is, you know, there are players that have been playing arena and they've only done arena. They got a decent collection and they they want to uh, branch out. Uh, into paper magic you know what if you have a format where the cards match up it makes it that much easier for them to do it versus playing alchemy and you're like oh okay yeah and then you want to get together with friends and you make a paper deck can't do that with alchemy cards but i i'm biased against that because the whole i bought this but i got something else instead that's yeah that's that's <laughs> so many analogies it, 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 it is it is a weird you know it's it, like it feels like it makes a lot of sense but it is a weird feeling that something about is yeah magically changing when without maybe without the out well I guess you have technically have both but you can really only use it in certain ways yes at that yeah. point yeah you're yeah you do have that or like I said if they're not gonna do dusting yeah it's just gonna sit there in your virtual collection if you're not playing with it because they you know alchemied it out of existence and <laughs> not out of existence but yeah. relevance relevance there you go yeah I just. I it's fun. I was thinking of like I still remember, you know, talking about busted cards like Ollie from Cairo. So we're going back to Arabian Nights. So we got a two red, two colorless, it's a hu- creature human. I, I I don't think I knew that. He was which I it loses some of the magic cuz he used to be a summon Ollie from Cairo, which I think is just <laughs> more cool at that point. Uh but it's a 01, so you're paying 4 mana for a 01. It says damage that would reduce your life total to less than 1 reduces it to 1 instead. Um Let's fast forward. So right now, uh, we just got in Kamigawa Neon, uh, Neon Kamigawa. We have Cloudsteel Kirin. Yep. So just kind of, I'm just picking out an example, but here we got a two and a white. It's an artifact creature equipment Kirin. It's a 3-2 flyer. So there. But equipped creature has flying and you can't lose the game and your opponent can't win the game. Uh, I mean, in some ways it's apples and oranges, but I, you know, there's so many examples of just looking at older cards, like Juzam Din, you know, five, five for four mana. That was just busted. You had to pay a life every turn. Now you're expecting for four mana to get like a five, five with multiple positive abilities. I would say it's probably more the going right now. Um, so, or even Balduvian Hordes, you know, oh. if we go back to like Ice Age where you had, you know, four mana, five, five, but you're losing a card at random. So just, I would probably still want to Juzam Din in that case, but so it just, it's been interesting to see Maybe if you play for a long time, it's just like, wow, these new cards are... Maybe that's why it's exciting to see the new spoilers. You're like, these cards are just bonkers that you're reading. And there's five paragraphs of text on every single card that I'm reading. Uh-huh. Well, I don't even think you have to look that far back. And, you know, Arabian Nights. If you look at uh, Tarmogoyf. Or Tarmogoyf from uh, when it originally came out, Future Sight. Is that really played in any... As many formats anymore? I think that's honestly being creeped out and Tarmogoyf was it was insane a powerhouse yeah it was yeah, a powerhouse school jund is kind of back now that they banned oh. Luris and modern but okay that well yeah the Luris band maybe that but played in, in that either yeah it's just the thing and i remember when that was out it's like that was insane you got that card you're like this is great and yeah so i guess when it originally came out it's been over 10 years i'm old but <laughs> you don't even have to go like way back in magic's history 
there's there's always going to be i think power creep there kind of slowly going up but how how much is it accelerating is it exponential um and are there ways they're going to reset it you know when are we due for our next uh well, I'm aging my Mercadian mask, right? After Urza Block, then you had Mercadian mask to kind of put the brakes on. <laughs> like, oh, these, cards, these cards kind of suck. Yeah, this this sucks. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, when do we get that? Was that what the original Kamigawa block was after coming off of Mirrodin? Yeah, Mirrodin, right? Mirrodin and then Kamigawa? Yeah, they did an intentional mm-hmm. power level decrease. Yep. Same with mass after, after Urza. Yep. And yep. To, to an extent, same with whatever was after Throne. Of Eldraine. Uh, was that Theros Beyond Death? Wasn't yeah, that, that sounds Beyond? right. Well, again, even that had stuff like yeah, Carl. even that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's you know, are we are 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 is Magic due to have another power reset like that coming, or have have the wizards on that coast figured out a way to not have to do that and try and slow down power creep, but still keep players from buying new cards? The problem is, it, is the answer is everyone plays alchemy instead of normal standard. That's yeah. their answer. Yeah. And is the answer just because they can basically nerf stuff later? Yeah, is that is that how alchemy is the answer to, to power creep? Yeah. They can the f- fundamental problem is that too many games are being played in modern days because Arena Digital and Arena in particular make it so that like more games will be played in the first hour of it being public than have ever been played in testing. Yep. But what if I'm really good at trading wins? Like, how does that affect this? Because I know that's a new way to win at Magic uh-huh. too. I'm assuming like, you saw the thing where they do it in Vintage. Now they've got level it up that they can lock you out of a... If you're actually trying to play, you can just get locked out because they, like, take one action every five minutes. Yep, that's why I was just like... <laughs> this is news to me. What can you do about it? Yeah, there's a... I can't remember what I was reading about. Yeah, basically, I mean, if you... On, they have leagues on Magic Online, but since they're they're if you if you like have two accounts and one goes five zero and one goes zero five, you profit based on instead compared to those two entries. And oh. since in some of the queues there are so few people playing them, especially at off peak hours, that they can just do that. And it's and for some reason Wizards doesn't want to stop them unless they get a bunch of attention. It's like it was happening in standard for a while. Now it's happening in vintage. <laughs> Apparently, it's happened in popper at some points. So they would you would set up two accounts. You would have your two accounts, or possibly more. Or more you know, so you basically go out, so you can play yourself. So you play yourself. Uh, where? What have we? What are we doing? What if <laughs> making a profit? It's, a, it's yeah, it's when you make it into an economy yes. and there's money to be made, that's what this will happen. It's a, it's a, it's a game. It's a fun game. It's a, there's times I want to pull my hair I, out. I understand that, but it's a game. We're playing a game. <laughs> See, where where I where I would accept it is if somebody could pull it off in real life. They could somehow convince me, and they're playing themselves in real life paper magic, like in a draft. I'd be like, you deserve that. You deserve, you deserve that. that. You deserve that slight increase on your investment because you somehow were jumping both sides of the table. Maybe costumes, you know, quick changes between. Um, like, oh, I gotta go use the bathroom. And, you know, <laughs> cowboy, cowboy hat cowboy guy comes back. Mustache. No mustache. Oh, no mustache. A monocle? Is there a monocle? I think mustache would be the other person, okay. just so you could you know, throw the hat off with the mustache on. 
Um, I'd be like, there, you deserve it. You deserve that extra value. Until you, Digital makes it too easy. Until you come back from the bathroom with both the mustache and the cowboy hat, and then you're like, oh, yeah, like oh, oh, wait a minute. That sounds like a Disney. sounds like a Disney show. Then you could have a moral at the end where they're, I think they're like, cheating is bad. Tim and Tom, I think, are the same person. <laughs> Wow, this no, is ludicrous. This is uh, I'm I'm naive to have not have heard of this before, and uh, I am honestly uh, flabbergasted. Would be the worst. Really, it's it. What what are the prizes? So if I okay, I don't play. I I don't play. Uh, I have no idea what like actual events are in MTG. Yeah, exactly. uh, MTGO. I only play garbage stuff. There. So uh, I don't know if it'd be garbage, but anyways, uh, so. Yeah, what what is to put my time? Aren't there better things you could be doing? It, it's it's a game. It's to be fun. Aren't there better ways you could be spending your time or more Honestly, profitable ways to spend it? Doing it, you probably are making a decent profit, and <sighs> like that's the thing about our MTGO. Like people can make a ba- a low living on it, especially if you're in a disadvantaged country, and that's where we get into the other part that we were talking about earlier this week about how blockchain and play to earn games. MTGO's been that since the beginning, especially since it's relatively easy to convert into real money, either through just trading stuff or even by just redemption. So are you telling me that I can launder money through Magic Gathering Online? I'm asking for a friend. (laughs) Honestly, probably you can. (laughs) You could somehow buy event tickets and then win events and then take those prizes and put them back into put tickets and money. Put them back in, right? And then I could do it with my second or however many accounts I have from Kerblakistan, right? Because it's a lower economy mm-hmm. and I could Oh my goodness. This is I guess I guess empty Joe, I guess the one barrier there is you do have the five dollars sort of <laughs> initial cost. No. Five US dollars, please from us. <laughs> Basically to kind of get like the full account, we'll say. Oh, Oh, it's it's something so my mind is blown. I wow. Like I'm just gonna take my money, I'm gonna go get Xbox Game Pass because all the good stuff is over there. <laughs> it's, it's they're trading wins. It's a oh my goodness. I apologize to anybody listening to this podcast. It's like what how is Brent not getting this through your head? I I'm getting it through my head. I'm like having a crisis trying to trying to process or like, the, the, the motivation it's, it's, maybe it's, it's, behind it. It's 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 like why would you cheat in paper magic? It's a it's a game like it's it's i understand there because can be there's thousands of dollars there's gonna the be why it's once again it's still it's a game like okay hold on let's let's take the big picture i know we didn't look at this at all well, let's talk about professional yes. sports brand okay let's <laughs> that's a little different right look at how much money they're making how much has the what's the most amount of money any magic player has made through these tournaments you know what i mean like that's that's the data i would be interested in seeing like the biggest all-time, I guess, max yeah. winnings. Yeah. But maybe, maybe you wouldn't know because if I have like six thousand counts, well, I was just talking million, maybe it's millions of dollars. Okay, maybe I was just going through paper. I was like, we'll take paper as the one. You know, we'll I was pay, like, why would you tournament. cheat even in a paper tournament? But you're like, yeah, it's money. I'm like, okay, let's actually look at this and see how much money it is. Now, true, maybe there's someone that has cheated well enough they haven't gotten caught, and everyone still loves them. But if you look at the Magic the Gathering community, not unlike many other communities, of they quickly turn on a dime on anyone that they think is wronging or has, you know, done wrong. Look at the cheaters. 
I mean, uh, was it Bert Bertinucci? I mispronounced Bertinelli. Bertinucci is his nickname. It's Bertinucci. That's all I remember. Bertinucci is now maybe he right because didn't he actually start charging for seminars on how to find a cheater with other magic for magic judges? Well, he basically went like white. He went white. Yeah, yeah, he white hatted it. But um, who was the guy way back? Was it Mike Long? Was that the guy way back in the day? Way, way. Yeah, he was the douche with like the Camaro and stuff. Just right. he's the one who would like uh, kind of sit and try and like look over your hand, or you can see in the video my glasses how they're reflecting off the screen. He would use that to get information. Like it's it. How do you? Oh man. Okay. Never. Sorry. I apologize for the it's the human right. condition. Brent just, Brent realized that in general we're all garbage people. Just, they just hit him right now. It's a game at fifty five years it's old. A, that all think people are garbage. It's a. It's a game, man. What's it? Oh, I'm sorry. Like, why? Why would my kids cheat at Candyland? They do, yeah, but I don't know why. why. It's, how? It's, how? Yeah, exactly. How can I figure this out? Wow. Now, now I definitely want to talk more about the card hoarder rental program, so I can try and destroy these people in the uh, Popper League with that awesome, awesome red white. You don't even need an awesome deck. You just need enough cards, I guess, to I guess, fill a deck. To fill a deck. With maybe one creature, I guess, technically, eventually get to it for your 5-0 deck. And I'd kill him with my Acacian Javelin ears. Attacking, oh not tapping. <laughs> oh, I only know that card because I was going through some foils. And I happened to have like one of the DCI ones. I was like, oh, I bet that. No. I always kind of love Acacian Javelin ears. Yep. I don't know why. Yep. But I was at a sort of soft spot for that one. Yeah, oh. <laughs> oh, my. Oh, this is. I didn't need Arena News. Arena News, I thought it was. Oh, I'm. This hurts. Now you're more sad. <laughs> this is, this you see, are you more sad about the 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 win trading versus or the arena announcement? The, now now that you've ex- both have gone through your system like a virus. The, 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 the one I think the one is kind of like herpes. It's always going to be there. It's just latent, and then it's going to come back out. Oh. Yep. What's it? Oh, we might need to wait a few yep, the, a few weeks. I think I feel, feel cold. Cold starts coming on. I wow. I the win thing. I guess it's just because it's just I didn't know about that. I, I didn't know. I I'll, I'll be quiet. You guys talk. Yeah, Brent and Bront playing some games here. <laughs> Wait, Brent and Brant. Brent and Brett. Brent. Brett just changed one. Brant. Brant. I have a nephew named Brant, so I could do that. Yeah, you could do Brant. Just got to change one. Letter. Just change one letter and do put, that. Put a, maybe just do Brent. Put an umlaut. Um, oh, oh, umlaut over there. There you go. See, you can definitely. There's a Minnesota coming out. Put a little umlaut up there, mm. and then we got the. <laughs> That's no, it's my from the sister city and sweet, sweet. Brown. <laughs> Browns. Oh my goodness! Wow. What what other magic news? Magic news. Uh, that's kind of what I <laughs> here is for. Uh, we'll, let's we'll charge into maybe something more positive. There you go. I, I guess I didn't really have a whole lot of other magic news besides maybe you want to talk about what we've been playing. Maybe hopefully that'll be something positive. So, right, yeah. so Bront, Bront, what have you been playing? Bront, well, um, you know, I forgot to bring it up. Last, I had actually gotten in some games of command in person commander games this last, really? uh, tell this us, last week. Tell us more. I got to play with my brother in law and my nephew. So it was just uh, three of us playing commander. I was playing a uh, feather red white instant sorcery, you know, cheapo deck. Is this com- are you playing a competitive EDH? No, I mean, were no. you guys like winning turn two? Okay. No, 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 no. Turn two, turn two, I think most of the times we had two lands. We didn't even have a soul ring out. We had nothing. Absolutely nothing. It was fantastic. Uh, my brother-in-law was playing uh, Liesa, Forgotten Archangel. Black, white, uh, life gain deck. He ended up uh, winning. Okay. He did good. And then my nephew was playing uh, 
oh man, group hug. It's a four color commander. I know I'm bad. People listening are pulling their hair out. Four color commander. Um, it's a two eight. It's the, it's from Theros. But uh, yeah, basically the idea is that you give everybody good, you know, lands, but you're setting yourself up better. And then at the end, you just wipe everybody out. And uh, yeah, we only got two games in, but it was uh, it was a good time. So I uh, for having only played a whopping four games of Commander now, I think I'm still enjoying uh, Red White Feather. Uh, I, I I like uh, Red White Boros when that guild came out in Ravnica. I really identify with that. That seemed great. And now I uh, recently on Twitter, I picked up a, a Red White Popper deck. I actually last night I was up late and I actually ordered everything off a TCG player. So uh for a whopping $20, I have a complete popper deck. <laughs> and then with a uh, card hoarder, I'm quite sure I'm going to be able to get that under the 40 tickets. So I can uh, hopefully play a real person on their real account on MTGO. Yeah, I get, I'll, I'll have to again say I've, I have found the rental program to be incredibly nice. It's like, like you said, you throw out a deck, but like, I think it was like, three, four ticks, yeah. you know, for, for pretty much everything. It's like, oh, I'm going to go play it. And if you get tired with it, I guess I'm dusting it. It's like, yep, get rid of that stuff, get out of my account. And <sighs> I guess I'm not getting anything back, but I can now get new stuff, which I really like. Okay. What, what have you been playing, Tom? Uh, I am still on the blue, white trash vehicle train. Again, the deck, it is, I'm not saying it's tier one, tier two, but in general, I'd say in general, I definitely have won more than I have lost with trash vehicles, but it is definitely evolving slowly to be a little bit more controlly where I've a couple of the planar incisions have now gone away. The teleportation circle definitely is the all-star for that deck in general. Um, but I guess uh, the only card that I have found the most entertaining to play against this probably for any deck is the white uh, base where you can exile pretty much everything in play. If you choose to like, is it, I wish away. I can't remember. It's like, you can exile creatures. Oh, farewell. Artifacts. Farewell. Farewell. Yeah, Thank that's you. by your favorite artist, Seth McKinnon. Yeah, that one kicks, <laughs> kicks me. Farewell. It probably kicks a lot of yes. decks, decks than us, but especially mine, because it is mostly permanence. Uh, occasionally, I might save one thing if I happen to have a... Um, oh, the touch of the spirits? What is it called? I, magic names realm. are just a whole... Touch of the spirit realm. Thank that's you. One, yeah. We want to talk about... That sounds like a euphemism, um, <laughs> but that one, and occasionally I have something there I can save it, but otherwise usually I'm going to lose at that point, but in general, you know, fun games, but basically I'm just living until the search hacker loop comes online and then all their stuff dies, which I st- continue to find very, or also, also you can seek through a nice one with mobilizer mech, the ability that it yeah. animates other art vehicles for free. Yeah. And once why you can sort of alpha strikes and we have a search hacker like, well, the only has three, I have my circuit mender and one good boy out there for the one, one, and you can hit them for kind of maybe seven, eight, nine damage out of nowhere. And every once in a while you win. It's a fun game. I like the deck. It, it seems like a fun deck. It's, it's nice to have brood decks like that. And if you're winning more than you're losing, I'd say that's a pretty good deck. I'll, I will. I'd say the decks, you know, you're not now playing you know, tier one decks, but in general, there's other decks that seem to have been, People love Kamigawa Neon Lands. I will say that at MTGO. That is all that I see oh, yeah? these days. Yeah. V- Vincent, what have you been playing? Not much magic. Instead, I've been playing a lot of a game that just came out on Game Pass a week ago. Called- it's Tunic, yes, right? You're playing Tunic. Tunic. <laughs> One of the best games I have played in years. It's basically like an old school Zelda thing, but with some 
Souls-inspired combat, and it's all... but also like Fez, right? It's like because there's like a fake language, and you're like trying to figure it out. Yeah, I mean, it's not as much figuring out; it's just trying to learn via context stuff. Like one of the best parts okay. is that, like, instead, as while you're finding all kinds of like very power ups and tools and stuff, you're also finding pieces of like an old school instruction manual. And while like oh, it's, and, and, and it tells you mechanics, right? Yeah, like, like you can in, actually like learn new mechanics like in the game. That, until you find the page that t- tells you what the controls all are, you don't know what they are. And it's all beautifully illustrated, like an old school instruction manual. And it's like oh. partially written in that made up language and partially written in English just enough so you can figure stuff out. And there's just so much discovery as you're going through places and you need to figure stuff out on your own. Wow. So yeah. Tunic, and it's on Xbox Game Pass? Yeah. Dad value there, Xbox Game Pass. Okay. Oh, that that is a value for any human on the planet. Game Pass is just is ridiculous. I don't, again, can it keep doing what it's doing? I don't know, but it is a beautiful thing right now. And everybody's done. Everybody's done. All right. Okay. Good, good podcast, guys. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I, I still got the win trading thing. I, I apologize. I'm sorry. Brent's all thrown. He's like, how can I, how can I win trade a taco? Just, how can I somehow I just, I, I, I just taco myself up oh, I'll, the, the ladder? Here. I will be hitting Taco Bell after this podcast. I guarantee that. I guarantee. And someday. Your, your, hat, your hat suggests Someday yes. we'll get them as a sponsor. You guys will be excited when it'll see that. That'll be the day. Yeah, if we it'd be like you know it's that meme where you have like the two strong arms, you have yep. like the the one black guy arm. It's I don't know if it's from over the top or from, whatever uh, it's from. Which uh, they live or whatever the one with uh, Rowdy Rowdy Piper. Oh, I it is they live. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah, which is still oh. an iconic movie. If is it still felt to be the longest fight scene ever? Made? I thought it was. I thought it still held it. Well, let's let's look at the yeah, end. Okay, as far as I understand it, is is that that fight scene is absolutely incredible. And again, Rowdy Rowdy Piper showing that. Uh, wrestlers often can turn out to be really good actors. Like, I, I don't know if you've ever seen other Roddy Piper movies, like, like the hell goes to Frogtown and some of the other ones that he's done. Uh, he, they're all pretty entertaining. He was in, it's all, he was in a few episodes of it's always sunny in Philadelphia. And he was excellent on there. Excellent. Oh, really? I guess I didn't know he'd been. Stuff he long. played a wrestler yeah. on there and he was superb. He was oh, rest yeah, in peace. Roddy Piper. Roddy, Roddy. Well, rest well, in peace. He was, he had a lot of skills. I'll have to go on that. But yeah, they, they live great. Yeah, I haven't seen it. Yeah, I think it's is it six minutes twenty three seconds? Is that what six? Well, they have different times. It is there. ridiculous. All over wearing a pair of sunglasses uh, is the the throw the means for why they got into that. <laughs> but anyway, yes, there'll be the two arms connected, right? And what are they, what are the arms joined over? What started this? Oh, I remember, oh, uh, us was it was the sponsorship yep. from Arby's and Taco Bell of Monday Night Magic. For me, that is the the two arms being like we're unstoppable team think, at this. That's point. all it needs. Arby's and Taco Bell together. We got the meats and. Got ding. meat craft and yeah, whatever. I'm not sure. I don't talk yeah, about those. Or, the fourth or, meal. We were fourth saying fourth meal. meal. Fourth meal is back. So, two ways to get diabetes. Everyone, don't get diabetes. By the way, not advocating for diabetes. But no, it's, it's, <laughs> don't try to get diabetes. I feel like, well, I, it is diabetes. Which is like because it's you know, I guess I don't know modern technology. People, you know, we have access to information. People know what diabetes is where it's like everybody has diabetes. It's like it's actually terrible. It's for horrible. You. Don't but, get diabetes. Don't, we can treat it, but it doesn't prevent uh, a lot of the problems, actually. I think I would rather have people win trading than getting diabetes. That's how bad I, I, diabetes. Don't get diabetes. Wilford Brimley starts trying to sell me things oh. about win trading, then, <laughs> uh, then I know we're in trouble. That's uh, that's dated, too. Do people even know who Wilford Brimley is? 
Those diabetes commercials. That does like di- over 10. Diabetes. 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 Vincent, do you know diabetes <laughs> from Wilford Brimley? Where I get my diabetic testing supplies. Vincent, Vincent, Vincent's hanging from like the rafters right now. He's giving up. Yep, he's like, I'm tired of these old people. He kicked the chair and just joke. I shouldn't joke about that. I apologize. Never mind. Was... But but yeah, we'll say he's he's uh, emotionally sad uh, or, or just more ashamed <laughs> of how ashamed old we are. Old. We'll say. <laughs> oh, this has been fantastic. So, arena, we're getting wild card packs. Good or bad, that's your call. I believe overall, uh, the uh, <laughs> yes, there you go. There that go. would be it overall. Uh, was it? Oh, you'll be able to uh, possibly, possibly test out decks for free on Arena. Possibly, that would be cool. That would be I cool. Mean, that, I'd be curious to see how they do. That's that. the anti-wet fart. Um, selecting basic lands and keeping them. Yes, pizza time. That's that there. That would be uh, be able to select a basic land and keep it for your decks. That would be pizza time good. And then uh, win trading is absolutely horrible. Don't do it. It's not worth the money. Why? It's it's magic. It's digital cards or paper cards. Why would you do this? You have integrity. Why? Why? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it, it is as kind of it's a broad too. It is kind of it makes you. I guess if you think oh. a little bit, that's crazy. That sometimes that's, that's a way to make a living, yeah. you know, is like what? you go through these things where, oh man, and yeah. play tunic, play tunic, and tunic. So, see, there's a recap. This is well worth tunic it. Tunic is great. I, I've I made maybe 20 minutes in, so I've, I've literally only scratched service, but it seems pretty good so I, far. I will play tunic today. Tunic and Taco so, Bell will wipe away some of the bad stuff I learned today. Brent, I had to think of you when I've been seeing all the memes about, uh, because I also enjoy Taco Bell, but where I can see people saying Taco Bell is the last place where you can get gas for a dollar. Gas for a dollar, yep. That one, I still, I, I admit I chuckled when I saw that one. Gas so expensive, I can, I'd just do cocaine and run everywhere. <laughs> don't do cocaine. No. It was a joke. Don't do that. No, no, you don't. Don't, don't do cocaine. Do do I got it. We talked last week, I think, about the holes. Yeah, the no holes the, the septum. I was, oh. This has been good. This has been eye-opening. <laughs> yes. Anyways, game, game winning. Game winning. So yes. So I'm gonna say is you know tell your friends uh, again. We enjoy talking every week about magic and various yeah. other Ethereum. Uh, yeah. So yeah. So yeah. Tell your friends again. We're on pretty much all the major podcasting sites. Uh, iTunes I think is all up uh, up and running now oh. too. So yeah, Monday Night Magic. Look for the new one. <laughs> I guess uh, Monday Night Magic on Wednesdays. <laughs> yes, yeah, on Wednesday because that's when we have time off. That's so what it you, is. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, tell your friends. We just want to have people. We enjoy talking. Um, you know, send us messages. I'm uh, on Twitter at PSG Reader. Uh, I love making you say your Twitter handle yep. there. I I am on Twitter uh, at uh, Doctor No Pants One. Not Doctor No Pants was already taken. So at Doctor No Pants One. So do all of your your fake MTGO and MTG run accounts? Do they just have increments in of Doctor No Pants like Doctor No Pants Two? No, Doctor No Pants. Three. No, not at all. Yeah, I'm not. Uh, I don't have a link. Tra- I'm not very good at linking. Getting that similar. Doctor no trousers. Doctor no, no socks. Or you know things like that. Yeah. Doctor suspended license. Nope, none of that. <laughs> yeah. Now, did you? Uh, I don't know. Maybe you did realize this, Brent, when you picked your pants. Isn't pants in like UK sort of slang mean like women's underwear? Otherwise, you would call them trousers. No, I didn't know so, that. So are you just saying that you're always going commando? Is that kind of what you're saying? Oh my goodness. No, no, I did not know that. Nope. 
didn't didn't know that at all. This is this is great. The things I learned every day. Well, let's, let's have to get Dom back on because I remember you know some of the yeah. things like you know sod your lawn and stuff. Where he's just like you don't say that. Like those mean terrible things. Sod your like, lawn is terrible. Oh my goodness. Sod I think meant something bad. Was it bollocks? Also was I guess more a more vulgar term than I thought it was. Um, yeah, there's a few that came up. We'll have to get Dom back on because that. that would, that would that will complete the loop. There you go. See, get it, get them all back on. That'd be awesome. All right, everybody. Vincent, thank you. Brent, of course, thank you. And everybody, join us next week for hopefully maybe some more positive, maybe some streets of new Capanna. Give me something positive for news. We yeah, we won't even high hate your deck stuff. Yeah, I'm, it was just a bad Magic News Week in general. I'll just say it was just a lot of bad stuff. So let's hopefully something more positive, and then all the other bad stuff you guys told me about with. Yeah, like, yeah, crypto, yeah. <laughs> new start, new streets, new start next Wednesday, Monday Night Magic, episode six. Thank you.